What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Guess what? It's episode 50. Yay! Yay! We finally reached the golden episodes. It, it, we're not, it's not golden years. We haven't been going at it for 50 years. <laughs> uh, but that's why I'm using the phrase golden episodes. Because 50 is golden years. So uh, episode 50, golden episodes. So anyway, yeah, welcome back. Uh, it is, uh, it's September, um, otherwise uh, known as Shawtember. In the uh, in the uh, the Asian uh, Asian film uh, industry, Asian film fandom, whatever you want to call it, September is the month where we like to celebrate Shaw Brothers. All films from Shaw Brothers, so we have dubbed it Shaw Brothers, and we have a uh, we have a Shaw Brothers film that we're going to cover for you guys today. It's not just any Shaw Brothers film; it's also a Venom mob film, and it is my favorite Venom mob film, uh, at least until I see more of their films, because I haven't seen all the Venom mobs Venom mobs movies yet. Sorry. Um, yeah, we'll dive into it in a second, uh, but uh, got, got a couple other things that we want to cover because it has been a very exciting couple of weeks since our uh, previous episode after we did the Beverly Hills Ninja episode, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, after that, a lot of really cool stuff happened. Starting off, Cobra Kai Season 5 finally dropped. We watched that, and uh, it was very good. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I would probably go as far as to say it's the second best season. Mm -hmm. Um uh, a lot of really crazy stuff happens. It's a roller coaster of emotions and stuff like that. But at the same time, I really have no idea what they're going to do next. If they're going to do anything next, because the we won't spoil anything here. But the uh, the way the show, uh, the way the season ends, is uh, it gave me the impression that it's not over, but they're all, but they've also kind of closed the book at the same time. So I don't really know what they're going to do. But you know, I mean that that's but that I guess that just means the door is now wide open. They can really do anything. So, I don't know. We'll see. Babe, what did you think of Cobra Kai Season 5? Feels very good. I think I... I think I... Cr I didn't... I didn't cry. No, but, there was none of that this But season. I think I was mm -hmm. like... There was a few months where I was like, uh... Like, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. No, there, there wasn't any... Uh, there wasn't any really emotional scenes uh, this season. Season There was four, a little bit. Uh, there was a little bit. Yeah, Not but, too much, but a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, season four, the way season four ended with, that was, with, uh, with Robbie and Johnny finally reconciling and then Miguel running away, there was a lot of emotions right there. That gutted me. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of emotions right there. This... Not quite so much. There's a lot of happy moments. Like, mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of very happy go lucky feel good moments in season four, or season five. Excuse me. Um, but there's also it's also very intense at many moments. Terry Silver constantly one step ahead in the season. It's it, it gets it gets very wild. Mike Barnes is back and he was great. I loved seeing Mike Barnes again. Um, Chosen is the highlight of the season in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, Cobra Kai season five. If you haven't checked it out, get on Netflix and check it out. Uh, it's because uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I think it's rated number one, like in a bunch of different countries and maybe uh, other places. I haven't really looked into that. But um, yeah, yeah. Everyone check out Cobra Kai season five. Uh, outside of that, there's a lot of other really exciting stuff. Uh, the most notable thing for us, we finally got a trailer for Tekken Eight. Held to the yes. As you guys know, we've talked about it before. We are huge Tekken fans. It's our favorite fighting game franchise. 
um, favorite, my favorite game franchise overall. Really, I've been playing the game since I was a little kid. Um, and we've waited for a very long time for a Tekken 8 announcement. Tekken 7 came out all the way back in 2014. However, us here in the United States, we didn't get it until 2017. So, um, so yeah, we have waited a really long time for this. Um, but yeah, Tekken 8's finally been announced. No release date, but we did get a trailer, and it looks amazing. I, uh, it, it's it's PS5 exclusive, as far as we know. So no PS4, but whenever that trailer dropped and we saw PS5, uh, we were like, shit. I gotta guess, get I one. I guess we gotta get a <laughs> PS5. Gotta get one. Yeah, it looks great, though. We just got a really, we got a really quick trailer of Jin and Kazuya fighting. It's big storm going on and tornadoes and the <laughs> and all this other stuff it was yeah it was crazy and it looks really good too like those it does. those next gen graphics it does and uh i think harada had said that uh harada is the main guy that makes tekken if, yeah for uh, those who, yeah, for those yeah. who don't know katsuhiro harada is the uh like main producer behind the tekken games he had said that they're taking everything from Tekken 7 and doing away with it and like making Tekken 8 like a brand new everything's gonna be new I'm like ooh, okay so it's definitely an upgrade from what we got in Tekken 7 definitely an upgrade yeah the graphics are really good really good um but yeah this is a very exciting time uh once again we have no release date but uh it'll probably be out in I don't know 2023, I guess. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and mention my games because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that needs a big thing. Yeah, there were there were a lot of games. Like there, there was, was a lot of games. State of yeah, PlayStation's State of Play was a uh, when was that? Was that like two days ago? Yeah, or like yesterday? two days ago. Yeah, it was, it was a couple of days ago as of this recording. Um, yeah, there were a lot of really good games announced besides Tekken A. We 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 got a trailer for. God of War Ragnarok, which we already knew that game was happening, and there's been a lot of stuff, but we get a full, a full story trailer for that. Um, Assassin's Creed, they are on a roll now. <laughs> I used to I, I used to play Assassin's Creed all the time. Um, I haven't played in a really long time. I kind of gave up on it after Black Flag because I didn't. I just didn't really like the direction that the games were going in. But it looks it looks exciting now. They got Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out next year, and they're they're supposed to be getting back to their roots with that game. It's gonna be like all about stealth and stuff like that like how the very first Assassin's Creed game was they're also releasing a bunch of other games Assassin's Creed codenamed Red gonna be set in feudal Japan the Assassin's Creed we've all been wanting the one that we've been asking for for so many years they're finally doing an Assassin's Creed set in feudal Japan they're also doing one set in ancient China Assassin's Creed codenamed Jade which is going to be uh a mobile game from what i understand which is interesting I, um that's yeah very yeah um, uh, I, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do there they're doing another one set uh i think in in the during the holy roman empire it's co it's called codename hex or hexy i don't know how they say that but um but yeah they got that coming out so yeah a lot of uh and they're also doing a netflix series for assassin's creed so yeah a lot of really crazy stuff going on in assassin's creed definitely. i'm looking forward to that I, I definitely seeing all the stuff that they're doing in assassin's creed it definitely kind of reignited my interest in the series so i'm definitely going to check out some of this new assassin's creed stuff i got coming out and then for all the rgg fans or the ryuga gotoku fans that make though it's the studio that has made the beloved yakuza games they are a they have treated us well this come 
coming 2023 and the year following after that. So they have finally decided to bring, um, I want to say, I don't remember the, I don't remember the Japanese title, but it was the Ishin Games. And they have finally made, it's going to be called Like a Dragon Ishin. It's coming to the West. And we can say that Ghost of Tsushima is the ones we can thank for that because they saw Ghost of Tsushima was such a big hit that they were like, okay, that's the main thing for Assassin's Creed. Um, would you say it was Codename Red? Yeah. That's the main well, success I, I don't, for that. Well, sort of. I, I don't know that. <laughs> I, I just, I just felt. We speculate. Whenever they announced Codename Red, I thought about it and I, and I was like, okay, maybe I have a feeling Ghost of Tsushima might have had something to do with this because Ghost of Tsushima, people were calling that the Assassin's Creed game we never got. Right. So I just yeah. I don't know I have a feeling that, that 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 was maybe a bit of an incentive for them but maybe not they might have been planning this for a while well for mine they mentioned that that Ghost of Tsushima was to thank for finally bringing yeah. people have waited eight years yeah this, this for this game to be brought to the West yeah this Asian game it's for those who don't know it's it's Yakuza set in feudal Japan yes so. and people have been waiting a long time for that and they've also uh, mentioned they are making like a dragon Gaiden which takes place um in Kazuma Kiryu's story from Yakuza 6 leading up to Yakuza 8 so we get to see his story I'm so glad he's back I'm very interested to see what they're gonna do and coming in 2024 they have brought like a dragon 8 they have completely stripped the Yakuza name they're now going by like, like a dragon like a dragon name. yeah they're now or, going by like a dragon or like a virgin like I like Caleb I, jokes all the time like about I, like I, like, I like to joke with her all the time <laughs> anytime she's playing it I, I say you're playing like a virgin <laughs> but anyway so like a dragon 8 is bringing back um Ichiban Kasuga and we're having Kiryu come back and they're gonna be like dual protagonists so that's very interesting and Kiryu has gray hair I don't know what that's about. I want to say maybe it's a disguise, it's a but I'm not sure. But it it looks kind of cool. So yeah, so Ishin and Gaiden are both coming out in 2023, and then Like a Dragon Eight will be out in 2024. So I am ecstatic. I'm so excited. It's a good time to be a fan. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there is some, there is some good stuff coming out, but uh. Anyway, yeah, with all that out of the way, let's get to the main topic. Once again, it is Shaw Timber. We're celebrating all things Shaw Brothers. We're talking today about um, my favorite Venom Mob film. We've talked about the Venom Mob before. Uh, it's been a year now. Um, we talked, uh, last year we did, we talked about the, the film that kind of started at all for them, The Five Deadly Venoms, which is an amazing movie. Um, so today we're going to uh, tackle my favorite Venom Mob film, and that is Shaolin Rescuers. Um, this, uh, this movie, it, it's very different from what the Venom Mob has been known for doing. And that's one of the things why I, why I like this movie so much. And that's why it's a standout to me. And I'll explain more about that later. Um, but we'll go ahead and jump right into it. Shaolin Rescuers, um, also known by its alternate title, Avenging Warriors of Shaolin. It was released in 1979. It was directed by Chang Che, uh, who directed most of the Venom Mob's films. And the Venom Mob themselves, they did the fight choreography for this film. For the cast, we have a, we have a Lo Meng, who is also known as uh, the Toad. Uh, 
as part of the Five Deadly Venoms. This is how, this is how, um, anytime I'm, Amber and I are watching a Venom mob film, this is how I help her remember who's who. <laughs> like, so, like, whenever we see, like, Lo Mang on the screen and we're not watching Five Deadly Venoms, if we see Lo Mang, I say, that's the toad. Or if we see Lu Fang, I say, that's the centipede, et cetera, and et cetera. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have Lo Mang, who's the toad, obviously. We have Philip Kwok, who is my favorite Venom. He's, uh, the lizard. Um, and side note, Shallon Rescuers is Philip Kwok's favorite Venom's film. He has said that this is his favorite movie that he and the Venom mob did. So I think it's, 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 uh, uh, quite coincidental and interesting that my favorite Venom, my favorite Venom mob film, this is also his favorite film that he did. <laughs> so, but yeah, we also have a, uh, we also have a Sun Qian, who is the Scorpion. Um, we have a uh, Chong Shang, who was the, uh, the hybrid in Five Deadly Venoms. He was the main character, basically, in Five Deadly Venoms. We have Lu Fang, who's the centipede, like I mentioned earlier. And we also have uh, Jason Pai Piao. Um, he is not, he was not a member of the Venom Mob, but he is a, he, he's a, a great actor and he is an integral part of this film. Um, but uh, yeah, th this movie, like I said, is, is different from what the Venom Mob has been known for doing. A lot of the Venom Mob's films are very serious and often dark in tone. This movie, however, is much more lighthearted, and it's um, it, it, it's not necessarily about, excuse me, about revenge or anything like that. This doesn't really have any of that, but it's um, it's interesting because our two main characters, they're 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 uh, they're they're uh, Lo Mang and Philip Kwok. There, there are two main characters, ones that we mainly follow in this film. And what I like here is that in this film, they're not like uh, they're not noble warriors or anything like that. They in this film, they're just ev they're just everyman. Like they, they they're they're regular people. They're waiters, aren't they? One of the yeah, Philip Quack yeah, yeah, is a waiter. A waiter. <laughs> Philip Quack's character is a waiter. Lo May's character is a tofu maker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I like here is that they're they're just. They're average people. They have martial arts training and they're very skilled, but at the same time, they're just regular people. And 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 that's and that's a little unnatural, at least in my in my experience with the Venom films. I haven't seen all of their movies yet, um, but with the ones I've I have seen, they don't play characters in those films like they do in this one. I mean, I think the closest thing you could probably get to is maybe the Daredevils, where they play characters who aren't necessarily known for being great warriors or anything like that. Even though Lo Mang's character in the Daredevils was the son of a of a general of like an army general. You know, so so here, yeah, they're just regular people. And that's that's one thing I like about this. That's something that, that really stood out to me. Um and plus I also just like the uh I like the um uh I like the backdrop. Is what I was trying to say. I like the backdrop of the movie. So the movie is is based around the destruction of the Shaolin Temple, uh, and and this was because of Pai Mei. Pai Mei is in this film. We only see him twice, but yeah, the character Pai Mei is in this movie. And there's a there's a there's there's an old legend. Like some of some people don't know if this is true or not, but it's a very popular legend about Pai Mei because remember Pai Mei was a real person. Um, there is a uh, there, there's an old legend about Pai Mei that he betrayed the Shaolin, uh, and helped the uh, and, and helped the. This was during the Qing Dynasty. He betrayed the Shaolin and helped 
and help destroy their temple and everything like that. So this is this is the backdrop of the movie, and I really like that story. So I like how they use that here. But um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and jump into like the main story, walk you through what happens here. Um, the uh, keep in mind there are there, there's there's a, a pretty significant amount of downtime during this movie. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of sparring scenes. There's some fights. It's got all that stuff that we like to see with kung fu films in general and with venom mob films. But there's also a lot of downtime. So there are a couple of things that we that we will probably kind of skip over because it's not really important. But uh, <laughs> I guess we can go ahead and mention Amber, that Amber fell asleep while watching this. Look <laughs> again. I told him. I said. How long is this movie? He said an hour and 46 minutes. I said, okay, maybe we need to watch it a little bit earlier. Cause, uh, but, he, of course, we didn't start till 7. And I was like, that's it. I, I'm going to go to sleep. Like, I feel oh, wait, like we, we, go had, we had dinner. Anytime we have to watch a movie for the podcast, we eat first. Because I can't eat and make notes at the same time. Kale can't multitask. I have, yeah, I'm not that great of a multitasker. <laughs> it depends on what I'm doing. But, um, but yeah, I can't eat and take notes at the same time because I have to watch the movie. There are moments where I need to pause and write something down. Or I need to back up because I missed something and I need to make a note of that. So, yeah, I can't eat and do that at the same time. So, yeah, we ate. Amber's mother came to visit, too. And so we had to hold off for a few more minutes after, uh, like before that and then we ate and then we watched the movie but yeah so we didn't finish till about nine o'clock and i had nine, yeah. and i had got off work at four so i was like that's it i'm gonna go to sleep i can't help it so i don't know how much use i'm gonna be out of this <laughs> but i it, when it was over i was like caleb that was such a long movie <laughs> it just felt long <laughs> i was like this was such a long movie <laughs> it just felt long anyway yeah we'll go ahead and jump into the story the uh so the film opens up with the destruction of the Shaolin Temple, I mentioned earlier that's a story that they that is quite frequently told with the with the, the person Pai Mei. He apparently betrayed the Shaolin Temple and helped the uh, the Wu Tang Clan, not Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> it's the rap group here. It's the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, that's the proper pronunciation, I believe. So here he helped uh, Pai Mei and the Wu Tang Clan. They helped destroy the Shaolin Temple. Many Shaolin warriors were killed, most notably Sante and Fong Sayuk. Uh, Sante is the character that Gordon Liu played in the 36 Chamber of Shaolin. He was a real-life Shaolin warrior. Um, same with uh, Fong Sayuk. He was uh, Fong Sayuk was played by many people, like uh, like Jet Li. He, uh, Jet Li played him in the film The Legend, and uh, he was also played by Alexander Fusheng in the film Heroes Two. I think I, I think it was Heroes Two. Um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, fam- these, these very famous Shaolin warriors, Sante Fong Sayuk, they were killed. There was only one survivor um, of the Shaolin Temple, and that is Hung Si Kwan, who was played by Jason Pipeau. Um Yeah, Hung Si Kwan made his escape. However, Pai Mei and the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan are on his tail. Like, they are, they are basically right behind him the whole time. Um, Pai Mei's uh, disciples uh, in the Wu-Tang Clan include uh, Gao Chen Chung, who is played by Lu Fang, the centipede. And there's also a lot of other really interesting characters. I, lo- I love these characters. They're so, they're so great. We have a... I didn't catch his name, but we have one character who's got a really big hammer, but it looks more like a giant pumpkin rather yeah, than a hammer. Yeah, it does. Like a pumpkin. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I can't, I, every time I watch this movie and I see him swinging that thing around, I... It makes me smile because it just it just looks so crazy. You would think it would be heavy, but the way he well, swings it, it's like it's light well, as a well, feather. Well, yeah, well, the point with him is that he's very strong. Oh, like that, that's what they're trying to convey is that he's very strong. Oh. Um, 
but yeah, they get this dude with the really big pumpkin hammer. Uh, but then one of the most popular characters, like anyone who knows Shallon Rescuers, the, one of the characters that's a standout for them is Leopard Kid. He's got the leopard leopard print top, and he, he fights with a ring. Like, and he uses that kind of like a boomerang and, you know, stuff like that. And we've seen movies like uh, like Snake and the Eagle's Shadow with Jackie Chan where he's practicing snake kung fu and he's using the ring with, uh, you know, he's like rotating his arms through and stuff like that. So, yeah, here, this, uh, this guy, Leopard Kid, he uses it like a weapon. And, yeah, he's one of the standout characters. He's really cool. Um, so, anyway, yeah. Shaolin Temple is destroyed. Many people are killed. Hung Si Quan makes his escape, but Pai Mei, Gao Chen Chung, and the rest of the clan, Wutong clan, they are hot on his tail. Um, we cut over to um, a very small town. We meet our two main characters, Ah Chen, who is played by Lo Meng, and Cha Po, who is played by Philip Kwok. Ah Chen's a tofu maker. Cha Po is a waiter at a restaurant. Um, yeah, so... Like I, like I mentioned earlier, these two guys, they're just regular people, but they're very skilled martial artists, and they don't like their dead-end jobs, which is relatable. Very. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all feel that way. We all, uh, many of us just work jobs that we don't necessarily like doing, and we, you know, we, we, we always say, many of us say, we could do more than this, we're destined for something better, like we could do something great. That's what these guys are. And I, and I really like that about them. Um, but yeah, they, they were dead in jobs, but they, they, they both realized that they're, that they're skilled martial artists and they could be heroes. Like they say, like they, you know, one day they, they, they mentioned it a few times throughout the film that, you know, that they want to be heroes. They want to, they want to fight and possibly die as well for a great cause, you know, and just kind of cement, cement their legacies, you know, for helping, for helping somebody. Um, um, but we see, uh, we're, we're treated to like several scenes of them, of like Ashin and Chapo just, you know, joking around and having fun, sparring with each other. They spar very frequently. Um, we learn that Ashin, Lo Meng's character, is a, uh, a practitioner of praying mantis kung fu. Um, uh, he, he learned from a, uh, a praying mantis kung fu master who, who he never knew his name. Um, he just saved him one day from being beaten up by some thugs. And then uh, Ah Chen trained in uh, praying mantis kung fu for two years, and then his teacher disappeared. He never saw him again. Never even knew his name. And then we we see Chapo. Um, in this this character Chapo, I love I love Chapo as and uh, you know Philip Kwok's character. I love him because he's very um, very Jackie Chan esque. Mm -hmm. He like he he he's the goofball of the movie. Um, he, he, he pranks customers. Remember, he works in a restaurant as a waiter. He pranks the customers. He steals food. There's a really funny moment where this customer is, is just being a dick to him, really. And so he brings him his food, but then he, he like drops his tray on the guy's hand and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he kicks his stool out from underneath him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He like steals a, it looked yeah. like a meatball. Yeah, he's, he, <laughs> he, still, he steals like, he's, he stole like, like a, like a duck wing from him. And he just steals food from customers all the time. He, anytime he's bringing the food out, he just sneaks them and put, put in his pocket. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what I like about Chapo is that he's very, uh, he's just, he's very Jackie Chan-esque. I like how he's the goofball. And Philip Kwok, remember I said earlier, Philip Kwok has said that Shallon Rescuers is his favorite Benamop film. And he said it was mostly because he got to showcase his goofier side. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said earlier, all of other Benamop films, 
They're very serious. They're very serious. There is comedy in them, like a little bit of it. And after, you know, and there are other films they've done where Philip Kwok's character is 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 kind of goofy. And then, but most of the time, he's very serious. Here, he's not like that. Mm-hmm. He, he's like super chill, super laid back. And Philip Kwok has said that that's why he really liked doing this movie is because he got to show his lighter side. Um, but yeah, we mentioned earlier that that Achen and Chapo, they spar a lot. There's a really great fight scene after Chapo closes up his restaurant. Uh, Achen comes in and they, they spar using a bowl and a pair of chopsticks. That, and that's another thing I like here about Chapo's character. Other than him being very Jackie Chan-esque, he's, uh, his, uh, his fighting style, uh, in the film it is described as like a variation of Black Tiger Kung Fu, but Chapo, he has the... He has this uh, this uncanny ability of turning anything into a weapon. He can use literally anything as a weapon. He likes he likes to use a bowl and a pair of chopsticks, or he uses a chair or a table. Like he can use literally anything as a weapon, and that's what I like here. It's prop kung fu, like like, like what Jackie Chan became would become known for at this time. Though this film came out in 1979, and Jackie Chan had already done Drunken Master and um, Snake of the Eagle Shadow. Stuff like that. Um, I, I think at this point, Jackie wasn't quite known for doing prop kung fu like he would become like later on. But I think right here, he was like it was, it was more shapes. But again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I've I gotta get out more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I really like that that fight scene that Acha and Chapo have with the bowl and the chopsticks. That's a really great fight scene. Um, later. Later on, like that same night, whenever we see them, this is like where we learn about their 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 styles of kung fu and how they you know they don't like their jobs and they want to do something great and become heroes and stuff like that. That same night, we cut back and we see Hung Si Kwan. He is still on the run from Pai Mei and Gao Chen Chung and the others, but he is gravely injured. Um, he goes to a um, he finds his way to another Shaolin temple called the Ching Yung Temple. Um, uh, he, he, he stumbles there and the monks tell him, you know, as much as they want to help him, he should probably go somewhere else because they don't want to risk Pai Mei finding him there because, you know, the other Shaolin Temple was already destroyed. So they, they say, um, they tell Hung Si Kwan, they say, go to the, uh, go to the Zhao Chang school. Um, uh, the, the teacher there is an old student of ours. Uh, go there and see if he can help you. Um, so, uh, so Hung Si Kwan, he, uh, they help him prepare for his journey. They give him some extra clothes and some stuff like that. Um, and, and then they also tell Hung Si Kwan, they're going to send for Han Chi, who is, um, who is another Shaolin warrior. Um, Han Chi is played by Chong Sheng. Um, but yeah, they tell Hung Si Kwan, uh, go to the Zhao Cheng school. We're going to send for Han Chi. He's going to come find you and he'll help you out. Um, but you just, you're just going to have to wait for him. You need to, uh. You just need to hold out until he can get here. So, um, so they, uh, so they, they, uh, send Hung Si Kwan off to the Zhao Cheng school. We cut over to the Zhao Cheng school, and here's where we, where we meet our, um, our fourth hero, Chu Chai, who's played by Sun Qian. Chu Chai is a, um, he is, he is very skilled in Xing Gong, which is which means light skill, and it's standing on the tall wooden posts and fighting. We see stuff like that all the time. I fucking love light skill. <laughs> I th- it's it's such a really cool thing to see. The first time I saw that was in Iron Monkey, the big final fight in Iron Monkey with 
Donnie Yen, Yu Rong Guang, like they're fighting on the posts. That's a fucking great fight scene. So I love watching these guys fight on posts. So yeah, Chu Chai, he's really good at that. However, all the other students don't really like him. They pick on him a lot and and and, and just beat him up and stuff like that. Um, uh, th this particular day, the master of the Xiaocheng school, he hits Chu Chai, and Chu Chai gets mad and he leaves. And as he's going through town, uh, some of his classmates, they follow him, and then they attack him in the middle of town. And then uh, while that's going on, we see Ah Chen and Cha Po. They, they just happen to see this happening because um, Cha Po, he was buying some tofu from, from Ah Chen. Remember, he, he makes tofu. Cha Po visits him frequently to buy tofu for the restaurant. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, they just happen to see Chu Chai getting beat up by his classmates, and they help him out. And, um, you know, and then the three of them become friends and, um, you know, and then, then we get another sparring session between the three, uh, Chu Chai is showing them that he's very good on the posts. You know, he's, he's you know, like, he, he tells them, he says, like, the post is, is, is like my specialty and he, and he tells them, you know, try and knock me off. So they stand up on the post and they spar and they, and Ah Chen and Chapo, they can't keep their balance. They're falling and stumbling all, stumbling all over the place. It's, it's, a, it's a funny scene. But Chu Chai, yeah, we, we see how good he is on the posts. Um, excuse me. And then um, after that, we cut back to the Qing Yung Temple, which was the other Shaolin Temple that Hong Si Quan was just at. Um, Han Chi, Chong Shanskater, he has finally arrived. And they um, and the monks, they tell they tell Han Chi, hey, Hong Si Quan was here. He's headed, he's headed like to, to that town. Uh, you need to go find him and, and uh, save him. So Han Shi, he, he leaves. Right as he leaves, Pai Mei shows up. Pai Mei found the temple. Of course. He found, <laughs> yeah, he found the Ching Young Temple. Pai Mei shows up with Gao Chen Chung and the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan, and they kill everybody. Um, and then um, uh, Pai Mei, he tells Gao Chen Chung to take the rest of the, uh, of the, of the boys, you know, <laughs> take the boys and... Uh, uh, find Hung Si Quan, hunt him down and finish him. Like, uh, like they, they know that he's hurt really badly. So, you know, he doesn't have a lot of time left. Just find him and finish it. And so, uh, Gao Chen Chung, the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan, they, they, they start tracking down Hung Si Quan. They arrive in the town where, you know, all this is taking place. They find Hung Si Quan, but, um, but, uh, they, they don't catch him. They try to chase after him, but another Shaolin warrior named Wong, who's played by Wong Li, um, uh, Wong, Wong uh, fights Gao Jin Chung and the others so that Hung Si Quan can escape and uh, Wong ends up dying. And, and and this is a really good fight scene too. He's using the, the, the two broadswords and he's just fighting everybody one at a time. He's fighting a guy with the hammer. Leopard Kid fights Gao Jin Chung. Um, so Wong plays a guy named Wong. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> keeping it simple. I like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so yeah, uh, Gao Xinxiong and the rest of the Wutong clan, they kill Wong. We cut back over to um, to Hung Si Quan. He has made his way to the Xiaocheng school. He finally made it. However, they turn him away because they, they, they realize that he is basically an outlaw. Pai Mei and Gao Xinxiong and the others, they are working like for the, for the emperor, basically. Um, you know, and, and so Hung Si Quan is technically an outlaw. And so they turn them away. They say, "No, you say no. We're not going to help you because you're going to you're going to bring you're going to bring all the you're going to bring the whole army and the soldiers here, and it's it's you know it's it's, it's a bad idea. You need to leave." So, 
So uh, yeah, Hong Si Kwan, he uh, he gets turned away, and um, and he ends up uh, uh, he ends up in uh, Chapo's restaurant, and uh, and um, Chapo he uh, Chapo is there, you know, usually, uh, he's pranking customers like he usually does. He's taking food and and like messing with the tables and the chairs and stuff like that so that the customers fall over. Um, but uh, Hung Si Kwan, he, uh, uh, he he and Chapo have like a really quick scuffle like on the table because Chapo he picks up some chopsticks and he tries to attack Hung Si Kwan with them. But Hung Si Kwan notices that notices that he's using chopsticks and he says, "You're from the Black Tiger Clan." And uh, and Chapo's like, "Yeah, how do you know?" And but he he knows the style and um and he tells Chapo that he's looking for Han Chi and. And Chapo says he knows who Han Chi is, but he hasn't seen him. And then he leaves. Hong Si Kwan, he leaves the restaurant and then uh, walking down the street, he collapses and passes out, out right outside of Ah Chen's place, the place where he makes tofu. So so um, Ah Chen, he takes him in and he tell he gets Chapo and Shu Chai to come over there to see if they can figure out who this guy is and what they can do to help him. But when Chu Chai sees him, he says, that's Hung Si Kwan. Because Chu Chai is from the Xiaocheng school, so he knows who this guy is. But yeah, he says, that's Hung Si Kwan. And Ah Chen and Chapo are like, what, are you serious? Hung Si Kwan, because he's a famous Shaolin warrior. Everybody knows who he is. But once they realize that's him, Ah Chen and Chapo are like, this is our chance. Like, like this guy needs our help. Like, we, now we can be heroes. We have a chance to, you know, to, to, to make something of ourselves. Um, but uh, like, a, like we said, Hung Si Kwan is is hurt very badly and he is now unconscious. Um, so they decide that they need to get him some medicine. However, they don't have enough money. So this starts a pretty lengthy sequence. Yes. <laughs> I didn't like this that much, to be honest with you. I didn't like this that much, but it starts a pretty lengthy sequence of them scheming to get money to buy medicine for Hung Si Kwan. I think around this is where I started yeah, to fall asleep. I, I think I started <laughs> to fall asleep during this, this scene. Yeah. This um, sequence. Yeah, but it's... Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> some of it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I think it drags a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like we see Ah Chin, he is, um, he's uh, uh, like anytime someone comes to buy tofu, they pay him. He puts, uh, he he like takes a small portion of the money and then hides it, but he puts the rest. He gives the rest to his boss. Um, there's a lot of other. There's a couple of other funny moments I didn't mention. This is some other funny moments where Achen is always pranking his boss. His boss is an asshole. <laughs> like he's always saying, he's like he's just ordering him around constantly. Do this, do that. If you don't do that, I'm cutting your pay. That sort of thing. Um, but Achen always gets back at him by like dropping things in front of him so that he falls over. There's a funny moment where he does this, but like so um, his boss he sees this thing laying there. He steps over it because he always trips over it. He steps over it with one leg, but when he goes to to like step over with his other leg, Ah Chen pulls the string and it raises up, and he trips over it and falls. And his boss goes, "I need to get the exorcists in here." <laughs> that was funny, um, but um, but yeah. So he pockets some of the money, but his boss ends up catching him because he's like stashing it in like the trays where the tofu is, and so he sees that, and um, you know, and he just takes it all away. Um, uh, we see Chu Chai. He pawned everything he owned, 
you know, so that he could get money to get medicine for Hongxi Quan, one of his one of his fellow teachers at the Chaocheng School, um, said said uh, told him go to the pawn shop, you know, and they'll they'll give you some money depending on what you give him. So he uh, yeah, we see that Chu Chai he pawned everything he owned. Um, Chapo was also stealing, trying to steal money from customers and stuff like that. That didn't work out either. Um, but um, but uh, they um. They they decide. Um, I can't really. I don't even. They didn't even really show how they managed to get the medicine. They just show. They just yeah, get that, it. That was kind of the weird thing is that we just cut to Chu Chai and he's back at the he's back at the doctor getting medicine. Like we didn't even really yeah. see if they came up with the money or anything. He just had it. Um, but um, but uh, yeah. He so he Chu Chai ends up getting the medicine, and uh, but while he was doing that, one of his classmates. From the Zhao Chang school, like it's one of the ones who doesn't like him, the one who was beating him up earlier. Um, he uh, he notices Chu Chai at the at the at the doctor getting this medicine, so he starts following him, and um, and then uh, next thing you know, the Zhao Chang school they have invited Gao Chen Chung and the rest of the Wu Tong clan to their to their school, and uh, they tell Gao Chen Chung about Chu Chai. Um, and tell him, hey, I saw, um, I saw our our uh, our classmate Chu Chai. He was buying, he was buying some like very particular uh, medicine. Um, it could have been for himself because he looked fine, you know. So that that, that may be that may be worth checking out. Um, so they um, so they 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 start to investigate, and um, and then we see um. Uh, we we come back over. Hong Si Quan has recovered. Like they got him the medicine, he's fully recovered, and so he starts teaching. He starts teaching the three, Chu Chai, Chapo, and Achen. He starts teaching them some Shaolin, excuse me, some Shaolin techniques, uh, and they they all become better fighters. And then um, and then uh, we cut over to Chapo's restaurant. Some of the students from the Zhao Chain School are there because they're looking for Chapo. They they know they now know that Chu Chai, Chapo, Achen, they're all working together doing something. They're suspicious that Hung Si Quan is probably with them, that they're probably helping him. So um so some some uh some Zhao Cheng students, they go to Chapo's restaurant to get him and Chapo um, he starts fighting them off and then Han Chi, Chong Chang's character, he shows up and he helps Chapo fight them off. Um, and, and this is funny too. Like there's a, <laughs> there's, um, there's a moment where they pick one of them up and then they just throw him out the door, but they're like, they're like hold him up and they're going like one, two, three, and they throw him out there and they do the same thing to Chapo's boss. Chapo's boss is a dick too, you know, and that's, that's how it usually is in the real world. We have dick dickhead bosses <laughs> so so they throw his boss out there too and this is this is a good fight scene i really like this one um chong shang and philip kwok went very well together from what i understand they were <clears throat> in real life they were very tight they were basically best friends um but uh but yeah i always like watching them two fight together because they go very well together um going a little off track there's a very great sequence in crippled avengers this is another venom film some people say that's the best Venom Mob film. Um, and it's very good. I've seen it. It's very good. But um, but there's a really great sequence in that where Philip Kwok and Chong Shang are, are, are like doing this routine with rings. And it's excellent. It's very good. So, yeah, I always like watching Chong Shang and Philip Kwok together. Um, 
But anyway, they um, yeah, uh, Chapo and Hanshi they fight these they fight these students off, and then um, and then later on we see Chu Chai he returns to the Zhao Cheng school. Gao Chung is there along with the rest of the Wutong clan and the other Zhao Cheng students. They're all there and they confront him. They ask him, uh, "We know you've been buying all this medicine. Who's it for?" And Chu Chai is just, at first he's saying, this is funny. He's he's like, oh, it's for me. I'm not feeling well. And then he's like, he does like a fake cough. He's like, I'm in so much pain. And, uh, um, but they know he's lying. And so Gao Chinchung, he starts beating Chu Chai up and he's asking him, you know, where's Hung Si Kwan? Because he, he knows he's around there somewhere. So he asks him, you know, where's Hung Si Kwan? Chu Chai isn't talking. So they, um, so they make Chu Chai uh, take them to where Hung Si Kwan is being kept, which Hung Si Kwan is staying at Ah Chen's place. Um, so they, uh, so the, yeah, they made Shu Chai go over there to bring him to the, uh, uh, bring them to Ah Chen's place where Hung Si Kwan is being kept. Hung Si Kwan is hiding though. They don't know he's there. Um, and then, uh, Cha Po and Han Chi, they show up and they see Hung Si Kwan like in the window and they help him escape and then they, they like set the they set Ah Chen's place on fire just so that they can have enough time to escape. Because Gao Chen Chung and the Wu Tong clan, they're gonna be trying to escape from there because the place is now on fire. Um So um so yeah, uh, they they set the place on fire so that the five of them can make their escape and they decide that they're going to hide in the uh, in the Xiao Cheng school. So, because that's really the only place that they can hide. That's the only place that's got, that's got like big walls and stuff that where they, where they can hide. So they go to the Zhao Chang school and they throw all the other ones out. Like there, there were, there were still some students there. And so they go in there and then they fight all them and throw them out. And then, uh, and then, um, Gao Chen Chung and the rest of the Wutong clan, they, uh, they follow them there, but they, but they decide that they're not going to attack just yet because it's nighttime. If they attack now, they could risk one of them possibly escaping in the dark. You know, so they said they're we're just gonna we're gonna wait outside. We're gonna keep them up. We're gonna make noise and stuff like that. We're gonna keep we're gonna give them a restless night and then attack at dawn when they're exhausted. So, um, so like throughout the night, we see uh, we see Hung Si Kwan and then the others. He, he's like showing them some more Shaolin techniques. And um, and he's explaining explaining to them who Pai Mei is and who Gao Chen Chung is, as well as like all the other Wu Tong disciples. He's just explaining to them, explaining like each of their strengths and stuff like that. You need to watch out for this guy, like Leopard Kid. He looks like a he looks like a young kid, but don't let him fool you. He's very dangerous. He's got this ring, and he'll kill you with it. That sort of thing. Um, uh, and then uh, we also like see. Like Leopard Kid and Tiger Kid. There's another one. There's Leopard Kid and then there's Tiger Kid. Tiger Kid obviously has the tiger printed top, you know, and he fights he he fights using tiger style. Um but we see uh we see them like they they they, they like try to sneak in to the to the school, like because they get very restless. So there there's like a, a couple of minutes of them just trying to sneak in and stuff like that. But then the next uh the next next morning Dawn finally shows up and it's it's big final battle time. And this is where I fell asleep. 
<laughs> and you you missed it. You missed a really great sequence. I missed the whole. I missed the whole thing. Like that was it. I missed the whole thing. Yeah, it's a great sequence. Though. I really like this final fight scene. Before they, before Gao Chengcheng and the and the Wu Tong, before they, before they make their attack, um, we hear them mention that uh, that some that the uh, excuse me the the, the Qing soldiers are coming. Um, so you know, it's like we we just need to. We need we we need to hold these guys off until the soldiers arrive, um, so uh, so yeah we get we get the big final battle and this is great I really like this we see uh we see like Chu Chai he's spying Leopard Kid on the posts um, we see um, we see Chapo he's fighting there's this other character who has a sword and a shield he's fighting him with a with a a chair he's like using a chair to fight him and then he switches to the bowl and the chopsticks. Uh, we see Hung Si Quan fighting Gao Chen Chung. We see um, Ah Chen fighting Tiger Kid, which is a really good fight sequence. Um, but then, like one by one, each each character keeps getting killed off. Like Chu Chai, he dies first. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Leopard Kid died first. Leopard Kid almost killed Chu Chai. He was like he, he kept hitting him with his ring, and uh, and he was hurt pretty badly. But then Chapo saves him. And then Chapo and Chu Chai together, they they kill Leopard Kid. Um, but then but then Chu Chai is killed by Gao Chen Chung. And then uh but yeah, one by one each character keeps getting uh keeps getting killed off. Um Chapo and Achen, they get uh they get wounded pretty badly while they're fighting Gao Chen Chung. But they all managed uh all all five of them, you know, Han Chi, Chapo, Achen, Hung Si Quan, etc. They they manage to overwhelm Gao Chen Chung and then they they kill him. But then um uh uh um Achen, sorry, Achen and Chapo, they decide they're gonna stay behind so that Han Chi and Hung Si Quan can make their escape because they're already hurt pretty badly and Han Shi and Hung Si Quan, they're they're okay. Like they're they're not in like serious danger or anything like that. So they um so yeah, Ashen and Chapo, they said we're gonna stay behind and fight and hold them off while you guys make your escape. So Han Shi and Hung Si Quan, they run off and Chapo and Achen, they they just stand there and wait. And then all these uh all the um excuse me, the, the, the Qing soldiers, they all show up and they got spears and bows and arrows and all that. And um and then <laughs> Immediately, Chapo and Achen they they just get shot with all kinds of arrows. They got arrows sticking out all out of their chest and their stomach and all that. But um, right before they both die, they say they, they they look at each other and they say, "Hey, we did it! Like we were uh, we're heroes now. We're we're, uh, we're we're dying for a great cause." And Chapo says, uh, um, "He says, yeah, this was this is really fun." <laughs> and then uh, and then we see them both just like run at the at the soldiers. And then it cuts over to Han Chi and Hung Si Quan. They get on a boat to escape, and that's the, that's the end. That's Shallow Rescuers. Um, yeah, this is a this is a good movie. I really like this one. Um, like I said earlier, it's it's probably my favorite Venom mob film. But again, I need to see more of them. There's a, a Shosko Volume Two has some uh, has uh, four Venom mob films on that set that's coming out later this year. It's going to have Invincible Shaolin, which I've seen before. That's a very good movie. Excuse me. And it's also got Magnificent Ruffians, Kid with the Golden Arm, Ten Tigers of Kwantung. So, yeah, that's exciting. I can't wait to see those because I might have a new favorite Venom movie when that comes out. Um, but, yeah, and, uh, until then, I really like this movie. I like how different it is. I like how 
our two main characters are just are just regular people who want to do something great. Um, I like their, their, that this has more comedy, even though there is a lot of downtime, and 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 there are moments where they kind of they they kind of want to focus more on the comedy. But overall, I really like this movie. I'm not going to ask Amber how she felt because she fell asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. You know how I am with these older movies. Like, if we watch them <laughs> late at night, I don't know. It's just, I get tired. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, uh, yeah. Uh, many of them, m- many of the older ones, I mean, it really depends. But many of the old, many of those, like, older ones from the 70s, um, they're not, they're not exactly intense. They don't convey, right. they don't really convey intensity. At least, at least most of them don't. Whenever, but whenever, like, the early 80s came in and Jackie Chan was, like, doing police story and stuff like that, that's when it started to get, like, really intense and very action stunt heavy and stuff like that. Well, on one of the past episodes, you even said, I'm more of the, what did you say I was? More of the modern. <laughs> you like more modern films and I'm more of a classics guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I like this movie. I think this is really good. Um, but, uh, but yeah. We'll see. There, there's more Venom Bob movies coming out later this uh, later this year. So I may have a new favorite. We'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing stuff like Magnificent Ruffians and Ten Tigers from Kwantung. So, so yeah. With uh, with that out of the way, that is a, that is Shaolin Rescuers. I definitely recommend people check this out. If you if you guys have seen Venom Bob films and you want to see something that they've done that was a little different, Shaolin Rescuers is the uh, is the film to see. Um, so yeah. With uh, with all that out of the way, what's next, babe? Listener questions. Listener questions. <laughs> questions from the listeners. Great. Which is why we call them <laughs> listener questions. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, um, we 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 only got uh we only got two, but they are um they are very good very good questions. Excuse me, and they are Shaw Brothers oriented questions. So uh, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, answer these real quick. One of these. I think I'm gonna have a really hard time with because I still can't. I still don't know, but um, yeah. So that's our. There's our segue into the questions. Our first question comes to us from Flip. Uh, you guys may know him for his YouTube channel, Flip Otaku. He's a great guy. I love Flip. Um, he's very funny. Uh, but uh, his question is, uh, what is your most underrated Shaw Brothers film? I have no idea. <laughs> I've seen I've seen many Shaw Brothers films, but at the same time, I haven't seen enough of them. And most of the ones I have seen are like really popular ones, ones that you can't really say are underrated because everybody knows and loves them. But I mean, I don't really know if I could say Shallon Rescuers is underrated because, like I said earlier, it, there, there are some things about it that I don't really like, so I, I, I can't really say it's underrated. I guess if I, I don't know, I guess if I wanted to name something that's probably underrated out of what I've seen, probably... um I don't know, maybe maybe Boxer from Sean Tongue. I don't really know. Is, is that underrated? Do, do people think that movie's underrated? I have no idea. Boxer from, Boxer from Sean Tongue's a great movie, though. Well, I can't help you. I haven't seen enough to say. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I really don't know. Yeah, because everything I've seen, again, can't really be considered underrated. Everything you've showed me is very popular. Yeah, so. like, I, I, like King Boxer, Five Fingers of Death. I fucking love that movie. That's not underrated, though, I don't think, because that's one of the... That was, like, one of the... That's one of the movies where it kind of all started. That's the movie that was released in the States, and everybody was like, dude, I love kung fu movies, so that's not really <laughs> underrated. 36 Chambers Shaolin is definitely not underrated either. 
Five Deadly Venoms isn't. So yeah, I just I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, um, is there one that? Actually, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at my poster: Disciples of Shaolin with Alexander Fusheng. I think that's a little underrated. I really like that movie. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I, that's that, that's a. I really like Disciples of Shaolin, and that's a movie that people don't often mention. At least with Alexander Fusheng's case, um, many people. From just from what I've seen, again, this is just from my experience. When I, whenever Alexander Fusheng comes into a conversation, people usually talk about a diagram pole fighter because that was his last film, um, and, and sadly he passed away during the during the filming of that. Um, or Chinatown Kid, which is a great movie. I love Chinatown Kid. Um, or the Brave Archer films. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Disciples of Shaolin is probably a little underrated. People should see that should see that movie more because it's got some really good fight sequences and it's a good story too. So yeah, I'll go with Disciples of Shaolin. Hopefully that's a good enough answer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, most underrated Charlotte's film. I'm going to say Disciples of Shaolin. And I know Amber doesn't have one because she hasn't seen as much. She's seen the same amount that I have basically. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sure. I'll just second that. Yeah, Even though Disciples I don't know what it is. I'll just. <laughs> well, the, the day that I watched it, you weren't here. I don't remember what you were doing that day. You weren't home though. Um, More than likely, I was at work. <laughs> probably, I don't remember. Um, yeah, you weren't home that day, so um, so yeah, you'll second that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the question, Flip. Our second and final question comes to us from Will from the Hong Kong Cinema <laughs> Appreciation Society. <laughs> this is—I don't know if this was just a joke question that he was asking me because whenever I asked if anyone had questions. He asked me this, and I don't know if he was being serious or if he really wanted me to answer this. I'm sure it was a joke. Yeah, but I th- <laughs> it, it was just too funny, and I just couldn't, I couldn't not put it in here, so I had to. Will's question is, which Shaw Brothers film would have the best title if you swapped out one word with Daddy? <laughs> so, here, say it right here. Daddies of Shaolin, <laughs> or Disciples of Daddy, I don't know. Oh God, um, yeah. There's there's so many, and Will and I, and, and even Flip Flip got in on it too, and so did uh, the Fanatical Dragon. We all got in. We just started naming Shaw's films that have. We just put Daddy in there, like a the Eight Diagram Pole Daddy was one of my favorites. I think that's a very good one. Eight Diagram Pole Daddy, or uh, or um, uh, a One Arm Swordsman, the One Arm Daddy, <laughs> or. What did you say about 36 Daddies of Shell? That's what I said, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Or, uh, um, what did, Flip said something. It was, uh, like the, uh, the daddy margin instead of the water margin. <laughs> or all men are daddies instead of all men are brothers. All men are daddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, um, what else? There's, there's a lot of really good ones. There's, um, I was just thinking about one earlier, um, the, the the ten daddies from Kwantung. <laughs> What's the one I said with the with the the eight? What was it? I said eight diagram pole daddy. Uh, you said the five. The five. Five fingers of daddy. I was like, <laughs> instead of five fingers of death. <laughs> I was like, that one sounds kind of kinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Sounds like a porno. <laughs> or, or if you want to. Or if you want to use the original title, King Boxer, you say King Daddy. <laughs> Daddy Boxer. Yeah. I'm just like looking at all my Kung Fu posters to see if I can think of one. Like there's a, that's not a Shaw Brothers film. Uh, um, yeah, I've, I've already 
Yeah, or I got a Mad Monkey Kung Fu poster called Mad Daddy Kung Fu. <laughs> I don't know. Um, or Fist uh, Clan of the White Daddy instead of Clan of the White Lotus. That sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm like running out of ideas now. Uh, the Avenging Daddy instead of the Avenging Eagle. <laughs> That's... Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. If we didn't want to do just Shaw Brothers movies, you could do Fists of Daddy. That's kinky. <laughs> Fists of Daddy's no. <laughs> or Daddy's 2 instead of Warriors 2. Yeah. I have a Warriors 2 poster right there. Daddy of Fury. Daddy of Fury. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> or there's a, my, my Ricky O poster right there. Daddy-O, story of daddy. Daddy-O, there we go. Daddy-O. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, because we, I mean, we could just keep doing this. Because look at all my posters, half a loaf of daddy. Or <laughs> snake in the daddy's shadow. I don't know. The killer daddies. <laughs> the flag of daddy. <laughs> Legendary daddies of China. <laughs> Are you through? <laughs> Are you done? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that's it. Thank you. This was fun. I like this one. Um, yeah, thank you. This was episode 50 of the Caleb's Kung Fu Cinema. Episode 51 is going to be out next. Obviously, it'll, it will uh, it'll be out on October 1st, 2022. We're going to be talking about one of my, um, another favorite of mine, one of the most prolific Kung Fu films in history. Um, a movie that really, that helped bring Wing Chun Kung Fu to the states or to the western world basically and that is a little movie called warriors 2 it's a this is an exciting one i really like this it's got sambo hung it's got casanova wong it's got a it's got beardy brian lung it's got fung hark on that's a, such a great movie i love warriors 2 um and yeah it, it, you know along with you know it, nowadays whenever whenever people think wing chun they usually think Ip Man, the donnie yen movies and those are great movies but before those before the Ip Man films there was Warriors 2. And there was another movie called The Prodigal Son, which is another great uh, Wing Chun film. But yeah, first we're going to talk Warriors 2. So yeah, October 1st, episode 51, Warriors 2. Uh, that's, and, uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. Until then, take care, guys.